Oh no, she did not. Your teenage daughter knew your rules for dating, but decided to do it anyway behind your back. You just found out her friend you've been seeing hanging around your teen girl is actually her boyfriend. Before you lose it, mama, I give you three tips to approach your sneaky girl about having a boyfriend before she's even allowed to date. Well, I wanted to share this review from Megan. Amazing content. This is so needed. Thank you for all you're doing to help moms truly connect with their teens. This is such a hard stage and so important to establish a relationship of trust together. Speaking of having a relationship around dating and understanding what's going on with your daughter, you're so on top of it, Megan. Yes, this is true. And yes, mama, this is a hard stage, but it is also a fleeting one. I can calculate on my two hands. You have approximately seven years or so to establish trust in your relationship with your daughter. Seven years, and for some, maybe even less. So we can't be messing around or leaving things to chance. I have moms who have come to me as either students in my course or have sought mentorship. We've worked together through understanding their girl in this teen stage, like dating before they're supposed to. And we know it's a whole different beast when it comes to helping our girl out through this stage. I've helped moms shift their roles in seasons in this season so that their relationship can flourish even through the ups and downs that teenhood brings them. These moms all wanted to connect with their daughter and be confident in their relationship and that it will ride out this tumultuous season. I know you, Mama, are wanting the same thing. It starts with open communication. Maybe it's taking the Talk to Your Teen Girl framework course or maybe some one-on-one mom mentoring sessions for you. If you're not sure where to even start, book a discovery call with me and I can show you what your next step can be. I want you to head on over to RaisingHerConfidently.com and let's start connecting with your girl. Time moves by so fast. It may not seem like it now, but you blink your eyes and wonder, where did it all go? So run to RaisingHerConfidently.com. Hey mama, welcome to Raising Her Confidently. Do you want to have open communication with your teen daughter? Do you find yourself constantly thinking about how to talk to your teen or why your girl is not opening up to you? Do you wake up with confident intentions only to feel confused and frustrated when all you get are one-word answers from your daughter again? Hey, I'm Jeannie. I too was a mom raising young teens. I too felt grieved by the loss of my sweet, talkative little girl. I wanted her to come to me about anything, even if she was scared, and listen to my advice. But I kept thinking, she won't listen to me, and I don't know how to approach her until I found tools to create open communication. In this podcast, you will find how to connect and talk to your team and create a safe space for her to go to so that you will have that close relationship you dreamed of. Go grab your glass of Merlot and throw off those fuzzy slippers and let's dig in together. Okay, mama, today's episode is a little juicy and all too often commonly happening to families I've mentored or moms who have messaged me after listening to my episode on dating, which is episode 81 just a couple episodes before this one. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to 81. 
Moms who find out their daughters are already dating, already have boyfriends, and are absolutely out of their minds of as to not wringing their neck. <laughs> so you did everything you thought was best for her and set those boundaries clear as day. But yet she still went against your wishes, your boundary, and has a boyfriend. Do I have permission to tell you my first dating experience? If you have been a listener from the beginning of this podcast, then I apologize if you've heard this so many times before. But like I've mentioned before in previous episodes, my parents are old school. They immigrated from the Philippines to establish a better life for their family. And my dad, who was in the military, proudly served the U.S. Navy for 20 years. So you can imagine I came from a very strict parenting background. Unrealistic, maybe, but to my parents, it was what they grew up with, so they just repeated how they were parented. So back to dating. It started off with my first day of my period. Yes, TMI. Sorry, moms. My mom says, you're a lady now. Stay away from boys. So that was my talk. The talk. Then a couple day, a couple years later, when my dad uh, settled down from the military, wasn't deployed as much or out to sea as much. My dad came in back into my life around 12 or 13. Then my dad saying, you aren't allowed to date until you finish your studies. He would say, well, let me say it in his accent, until you finish your studies, <laughs> he would say, which meant when I earned my degree at a university, then I can date. And he was dead serious about that. I get it. Education was extremely important to my parents, and rightfully so. They did not want me to be distracted. But that did backfire on them. I was definitely distracted. At age 13, I was distracted by my friends and by boys. That's all that mattered to me at that time. My first boyfriend, the gang member, was all I thought about. I found ways to meet with him when I would hang out with my bestie at her house, or I would get dropped off at the local mall to hang out with my friends where he was actually waiting for me. I share this not to terrify you, mama, but to let you know that this does happen. And maybe your girl hasn't done this yet, and that's a good thing. I don't think nothing can be worse than my 13-year-old self. And I think back in my poor parents, but they got through it. I'm alive and doing well. My life looks so different and my parents are fine as well. So this is to encourage you, mama, if you are in the middle of the war of dating or in the middle of, in the trenches of raising a young girl who happens to be strong-willed and rebellious, you will get through this. I encourage you not to give up. I encourage you not to throw your hands up in the air, but to lean in, engage in this podcast. Call me, call me. <laughs> if you're not involved in a mom community, I have a mom community. Do something that brings you hope, not to just give up, not to just wait for this time to pass. Book a discovery call with me so that you can get on the right foot. Sometimes all we need is encouragement. That's all we need. 
is encouragement to get through the phase. Other times, we need exactly step-by-step things of what to do, right? It was definitely a hard season, but there were some things they have done well, and there were some things that my parents, I would have done differently with my own kids, and I have done differently with my own kids, especially when we found out that my middle child started dating before he was allowed to. I'll get into a little more detail. So, Mama, this is my hope for you, is that you really listen to this. If you find yourself in the middle of a season where you did just find out that your daughter is dating and has a boyfriend, and you know she's not allowed to. So, I'm going to share three tips of what not to do to approach your girl, but instead, do this. Are you ready? Okay, what not to do to approach your girl? Freak out. Freak out. I have to say my parents did a great job with this. My mom noticed things like, who's that boy that she notices in my life? Oh, and I would say, oh, a friend. But I think deep down she knew he was more than just a friend to me. So when the time came to come clean where she confronted me and she asked me who exactly was this boy, she did not go ballistic on me and it allowed time for her to talk to my dad. Oh, to talk to my dad about it. Going back to coming clean, she asked me straight out if this boy was my boyfriend. She she listed evidence of why she believed he was more than just a friend. She said, well, I noticed he's always around when you're hanging out with your friends. I I noticed this boy's always around. I saw you holding hands as I was coming up to pick you up and you didn't know I was there. So these were things that she provided to me to understand why she was asking me that question. Why is this so important? It doesn't come across accusatory when she's able to list things and reasons why she asked that question. So mama, this is something that I've learned from my mom when she approached me about my boyfriend was that she already had a hunch, right? She had a hunch. This is, this boy was more than just a friend to me as even if I just called him my friend. And over time, she just paid more attention to who this person was and collected evidence of what her thinking was. And as soon as she felt she collected enough, she then asked me the question straight. It was an unemotional question and just asked if this boy was my boyfriend. Is he your boyfriend? And this is why. Now, why that is so important? Because it's not an emotional question. It's not accusatory, but it was Kind of like a lawyer, a lawyer asking you questions and these are the evidences why, because it comes across more out of curiosity and clarity. Your daughter may come across offended, maybe depending on her emotional level. But when you come in non-emotional and lawyer-like, just stating the evidence, then it allows your daughter to maybe go on the crazy train, but eventually she'll come clean. You'll get the clarity that you need and the truth coming out of it, right? So do not freak out. Another is she came to me already having a hunch 
and that reflected her reaction, right? She didn't come to me emotional because she already had the hunch. She didn't have that initial reaction towards me and that matters. And then it gives um, yourself some time to calm down and gather your thoughts and words over the feelings of being portrayed or lied to, right? So instead of freaking out in front of her, right, if by instance, her answer is a surprise, right? It's a surprise to you. You're like kind of shocked. Allow yourself to give some space to react to it, right? Because your initial reaction could be to freak out. And if you know yourself that well, and that's okay to know yourself that well, because there are some things that I will freak out and I need to tell myself to give space between me and my daughter so I'm not freaking out at her, but I'm freaking out and I'm giving myself some time to calm down and gather my thoughts before I even discuss this with her, right? Do not freak out. Instead, ask the question, on, be a non-emotional, ask the question with evidence, allows you not to um, be reactive. Give yourself some space, right, when you find out. Number two, do not cut her out of the discussion, right? Do not cut her out of the discussion. Once you have confirmed or have confirmation from her that that does not mean that the discussion is over, right? If you need a break to gather yourself from the shocking news, then do so. But intend to come back to her to discuss. In the Talk to Your Teen Girl framework, I uh, have some templates that I help guide moms regulate discussions that take the emotions out of the uh, discussion, the hard discussions and conversations that are going to happen. And it helps moms focus on the topic at hand. The one problem at hand for this instance, it's having a boyfriend and dating too early, right? So that even in conversations, if it gets emotionally high, right, on your daughter's part, you can be confident that you will remain calm by using these tools, right, that I teach in this course. So now that you know the truth, right, now that the truth has come up, there's a couple of things that may be happening with your girl. That one, she's embarrassed that you caught her, that she knows she did something wrong, and so she's embarrassed, right? And so that emotion comes out of anger, resistance, rebellion, um, shifting the blame on you. That's because she's embarrassed that she got caught. And two, she's relieved she doesn't have to hide it anymore. So these are the couple of things she may be feeling. She's embarrassed that she got caught, or two, and two, or and, right? And or, <laughs> she's relieved she doesn't have to hide that anymore, right? Maybe she's feeling, had been feeling guilty about sneaking around. And now that it's out, it's out in the open, she knows she's probably bracing for the worst, the wrath of the anger of the parents and the consequences that are going to come, right? So she's kind of bracing for the worst, so she's kind of on guard and ready to, to kind of take it, right? So this is where your daughter's at, embarrassed and on guard. But however, mama, this is a great opportunity for you to have open communication. This is a great opportunity for you to have open conversation. Get curious. Allow her to talk, even if you don't agree what she's doing. Even 
when you're so upset and disappointed that she broke this boundary that you were so clear with, even when you feel betrayed because she did something that you do not absolutely want her to do. Get curious and allow her to talk. Isn't this the whole point of creating open communication so she can come to you even if she's scared, right? This means addressing, thinking about and asking her need. This is her the curiosity. This is what you're trying to find out. Her need to date. Why does she want to date? Why does she want a boyfriend? Why, right? Because this allows you to assess your boundaries about dating, which goes to my point number three. Do not shame her for her mistake because she probably doesn't think it's a mistake for herself. Do not shame her for her mistake. Do not shame her for breaking that rule. Instead of focusing on how she broke the rule, which I know she is likely going to feel shame for. But if your desire again is to create that open communication for her to come to you, even if she's scared, continue the discussion. It's going to be the opposite of what she's thinking. She's bracing for you to get angry. But if you did the opposite and actually leaned in and asked the questions, like, why did you feel like you needed to date? Right? Knowing that she knows she broke the rule. She absolutely knows she did that. And she's coming from this place of shame. But if you did the opposite, can you imagine the opportunity for vulnerability to happen. And we know that vulnerability is a conduit closer relationships, right? This happened with my middle son. Our boundary was very clear about no dating until 16. We shared that with him. We gave him the reasons, right? So waiting until 16 to take on another more complex type of relationship, dating and girlfriend, but come to find out. His friend, air quotes, he was spending time with was his girlfriend, even when we reminded him of our dating rule while they were still hanging out. As disappointed as I was, I decided to lean in and ask probing questions instead as to why. Why did you feel like you needed to date? He was really, he was 15. He was almost there. If he just waited a few months, he would have been allowed to switch his friend to his girlfriend, right? But he decided to jump the gun. But instead of shaming him for breaking the rule, because I think it was more about me and feeling betrayed by him because he disobeyed me, I wanted to flip the script and actually make it about him. Because again, these boundaries were not about me and what made me feel comfortable. These boundaries were set for him and what we believe would be a better developmental fit for our kids, right? So it was about them. So I needed to make it about him and ask him why he felt that was important. That led to some great conversation because I could have easily gone there and just said, you need to break up. You know, this is not allowed. You're not allowed. Um, I can't trust you anymore. I could have done all that. I could have did all these shaming. You should have not done this. 
but he already felt that. Instead, it was more leaning in as to why, because I really was curious about that, why he felt he felt like he was ready before we thought he was ready. As he shared this, it did end up in breaking it off because of the guilt they both felt for hiding the relationship. I didn't really have to do anything, right? The boundaries were set and it was my son feeling convicted to not hide this and they decided to end the relationship themselves. So in this case, it worked out. He already was feeling bad about it. So I did not do much, but enforce our boundary with him, right? I was able to understand why, because it really was about him. And from based on my curiosity with him, be able to guide him back towards our boundary. So as you have these conversations, these open conversations, even about the hard things as in dating and boys, right? We have to remain open-minded about why they felt they, they felt themselves to be ready, even when we put that boundary. But at the same time, applying the consequence and how you do it is vital. Yes, she crossed the boundary and there will be a consequence. There will be a consequence for crossing that boundary, right? How you apply the consequence and how you do it is vital. Vital. My parents, when they found out I was dating at 13, and they didn't really realize he was a gang member, and I think it would have been worse. (laughs) My parents grounded me for two months. Two months. I kid you not. Two months. 60 days. The summer I graduated from eighth grade, which is also the summer before heading into high school. So it was a crucial summer for me because it was a transitional summer. It was a summer where I had to say goodbye to my eighth grade friends. It was a summer we did a lot of promotional things. And it was also the summer my bestie had her big birthday party. They tactically planned it because of that. Because they knew my boyfriend would likely be there. And they did not want me seeing him. So their consequence for me was to ground me for two months. I was housebound for two months in the summer. And I resented my parents for that. I really, really did. But I did see some benefit to it, and I'll explain why. However, my son's consequence was more natural. It was a natural consequence for him. The guilt overcame him. I think he was starting to realize why we had set some boundaries. I think we were blessed enough to have him have the maturity to understand the complexity of having a dating relationship, a girlfriend. And he understood that really well and it convicted him and understood why we had the boundaries we did. And so they both ended the relationship mutually. However, our trust had to be built from there with him. So the consequence for him was not about restriction. It was more about building our trust with him again in relationships that we would have more questions about girls he was talking to and a little more training on how to remain attracted to someone but not act on it, right? His was more natural because of the guilt. And I think that was the ideal consequence we wanted for him because it was more internal than external where 
my grounding was more external. However, depending on each child, internal and external consequences need to happen depending on each child. Maybe a consequence would be to limit her free time. Limiting her free time that she needed to end her relationship with this boy and put space between the two of them, right? When we apply these consequences, it's more of a, now that we have uncovered, after you had the discussion about why you felt like it was important to date and to have a boyfriend, and you know that your boundary, depending on the age of the girl, now, my parents had rightfully so, not to change their boundaries about not dating at 13. I definitely didn't need to be having a boyfriend at 13. I, I feel like it's very young. <laughs> I didn't have the maturity. I was barely getting into relationships with friends. I had no business into having a more complex relationship, you know, in dating. So my consequence would have been more external and more extreme compared to a consequence like my son, who is at the brink of dating, right? At the brink of dating. Depending on your daughter and the maturity that she has and her age, the consequence will reflect that, right? Your consequence will reflect that. So one question you can ask her after you've had this open discussion, and it could be a different time, right? Not necessarily at the same time, it could be as easy as I'm going to talk to your dad. Your dad and I are going to talk about what the consequence will be for breaching this boundary. And as we give you space, I want you to think about it too. What do you think needs to happen here? If our boundary is still this, you're still not allowed to date it until 16. What do you think the consequence needs to be? What do you think you need to do? When you do that, it also puts responsibility on her to solve her own problem. This is the problem. You have a relationship prematurely. So what do you think you need to do to solve this? And it's a consequence. If it means I need to end this relationship with the boy and put some, then it needs to be, I need to end the relationship with the boy and that's the consequence. And for you, maybe also guiding her into putting space between them, meaning giving her some guidelines and some guardrails as to how she can do that, right? Maybe do not call him, unfriend him on social media, and you're, you know, don't see them. Don't see him for this reason. And it, it really does kind of have to make sense to them. Maybe at the time they won't think about it as making sense and it's going to get emotional because they think they love him and they in in her world she probably really believes she loves him right and she probably does but we also know that there's so much so many years ahead of them that this is your first relationship you know we can never predict the future about how relationships end up right because I have plenty of friends who end up being married for several years decades actually and have been even middle school sweethearts. So it's hard to predict. But the, the problem or the issue that you are addressing now is the fact that she's dating before she's allowed to, right? So address that and give her some guidance as to creating that boundary for her, right? Because your boundary is not going to shift. 
or, or maybe it is relooking at your boundary. Like my parents had to, <laughs> because their boundary was a little like dating, don't date until after college. I would be a full fledged adult. I mean, it's unrealistic, right? And maybe relooking at your boundary, would, would you allow dating, but with strict parameters, right? Would you allow dating, but with strict parameters? It's almost like it's not giving into her, right? There's that fine line of giving into her and allowing her to do what she wants to do as to guiding her. You believe maybe, okay, maybe she's ready, but we need to put some strict parameters in here. Like there, it's group dating. You're never allowed to be alone with this boy or allowing him to come to the house more often so they can hang out there and not out, you know, not away from your eyes. Things like that, right? Maybe it's time to relook at your boundaries and it depends on your girl and her maturity, right? Your girl already knows she did something wrong. So let's not shame her for it, but understand what's going on, how we can guide her through it. See things as working together over something that she prematurely wants to do, right? Focus more on that than the fact that she betrayed you and your boundary, If you can focus on that, that will help you mama take the emotion out of this. She is not doing this to spite you. She is doing this because this makes her feel important, liked, and even loved. Okay, if we can shift our perspective back at that and it helps us go back into the mode of coaching her and guiding her. There you have it, mama what not to do, and what to do when you find out your girl is dating before she's allowed to. We want to not freak out, not cut her out of the discussion, and not shame her for her mistake. What will you do to adjust how you approach this touchy subject? Having these tough conversations really require permission and connection. Your girl will likely receive what you have to say when she knows she is safe, she is heard, and she is understood. Talk to Your Teen Girl Framework teaches moms to create new communication pathways that build trust, connection, and bridge relationships that welcome hard conversations like what we're talking about today. So I invite you to enroll in this course so you can be equipped with the tools and understanding to confidently approach your girl with hard conversations. Go to TalkToYourTeenGirl.com. And if you aren't sure if it's a good fit for you or have any questions, I want you to book a free discovery call with me so I can point you in the right direction at RaisingHerConfidently.com. Hey friend, if this podcast inspired you or encouraged you or helped you in any way, I'd love for you to share it. You can screenshot this episode and share it in your stories on social media or text it to a friend who can use the support. It's the best way you can thank me. I want to let other mamas know they are not alone. I'd love to stay connected with you. You can find me on Instagram at Jeannie Baldomero or join my free mom support community at linktree backslash Jeannie Baldomero. Until next time, live full of grace, Jeannie.